Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. We have merch. Check out the AmericanGlutton.net shop. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. A number of people have come up to me wearing American Glutton merch, and nothing fills my heart with more pride than seeing somebody in one of these t-shirts. And I've been stopped on the street and asked where to get it when somebody sees me in an American Glutton hoodie. Well, you can get it all at the shop on AmericanGlutton.net. And my favorite t-shirt, yesterday it was tomorrow, right now, is up now. Get it while supplies last. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Today on the show, I'm talking to Nagina Abdullah. She has a website called masalabody.com where she has helped over 1,500 women lose weight. Please enjoy the conversation. Nagina Abdullah, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm just so excited to be here. Thanks for joining me. So I want to hear all about your journey and what prompted it and what you overcame. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Well, I had struggled with my weight and my sugar cravings for my entire life. I was always the person in a group that looked like I wasn't treating myself with care, but yet I was the one who was counting my calories, working out the most, um, but still the most self-conscious. And so this really lasted for multiple decades in my life until I was in my 30s and then had two children. And at that time, I became the most I had ever been because I had these challenges that were happening, but then 
then I had extra weight that came from the kids. Um, and you know, before I had tried every single diet out there from Atkins to Weight Watchers to South Beach to eating, uh, like counting my calories and nothing really worked sustainably. Like I would lose weight like 10 pounds or sometimes a little bit more, but it was based on restriction. And the moment that I would get to my, a place where I was somewhat, you know, satisfied or I saw progress, I would just start doing all the things that got me there. I would start doing those things again um, and reversing my results. So, you know, this was because I was following diets and they weren't sustainable and I was doing temporary steps. So after I had my kids, I was working um, in a very demanding job. I didn't have as much time because I had children and I thought I don't have time to, to do what I was doing before and I don't have time to keep gaining and losing like 10 pounds forever because I wanna do so much. Um, and and so I started researching uh, all of this scientific information because I have a degree in molecular and cell biology from UC Berkeley. So I started going to all of my scientific journals, looking at what worked. And I found out there was a lot of foods that you should be adding versus taking away and then combining to balance blood sugar. And I did a lot of what I, what I learned, but I paired it with um, my upbringing, which as a traditional, growing up in a traditional Indian family, we used a lot of spices and herbs. So I started pairing all of these principles together and this was, it blew my mind. I lost 40 pounds in nine months. I got to 20 pounds below my pre-pregnancy weight. I was the most in shape in you know ever. And now it's been over 12 years. I'm now in midlife facing all of the midlife types of things around perimenopause and those kinds of things. And it's staying off um, with some additional work that I'm now adding in. Um, and, and so, you know, after going through this journey, I started, a lot of people started asking me, what are you doing? Why do you look, you know, better after children? How are you able to do this with all the other things in your life? And so I started my blog, masalabody.com, and now um, have gone full time with it and have uh, coached over 1500 other women in midlife on how to create a sustainable lifestyle. That's amazing. Yeah. I have four kids and I, and, you know, I grew up in Hollywood and I would definitely most of my male friends would eat cheeseburgers and never gain weight. And I was constantly going like, oh, I can't have that kind of food. And then there would be some gals even who would be like, I can eat anything I want. And I'd just go like, OK, well, that's all you're going to eat today. Or, you know, you have better genes than I do. Um, but I worked with some girls who ha were very slim, had babies. And then, you know, like overnight, almost looked like they did prior to being pregnant. And that was not my wife's experience. My wife's experience was very much, I think, what the average woman's experience is, which you gain a bunch of weight and then it's a slog to get it off. Um, so that's got to be helpful to a lot of people. Mm hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's not based on dieting anymore. It's more based on understanding how to eat to boost your metabolism, how to increase metabolism. And that's really why it's worked for so long. Yeah, I, I, I also like the idea, the notion you said of adding foods, because we do we do get very kind of narrow minded about like things we cannot eat, stuff we have to remove from our diet and and. There are lots of diets just based on this principle, whether it be like lectins, cut out lectins or cut out carbohydrates or, you know, cut out X, Y or Z and your life will be miraculously solved. I like the idea of just like add some stuff, you know? 
Yes, absolutely. And it's a more positive way to, and this, this is part of the reason that it's sustainable. It's part of a sustainable system is because you're, anytime you're doing something where you're taking away, that's negative. So you feel bad. You feel guilty if you don't do what it, what has been said. And you're always focused on doing, do it like not doing things. So when you focus on, Oh my God, I get to add this spice to my coffee, or I get to add all of this food to my plate. And I have to do that to boost my metabolism. It's so much more rewarding, sustainable, and it really works for fat burning. Yeah. And you're finding that that's all done through spices and stuff that's just available at the market. Well, it's done through definitely all natural foods that are found at the grocery store, uh, but it's really around eating real food. So spices are part of the metabolism booster, but really 90 five percent of it is the actual food that we're eating and and so what that is is so i call it and i've created this framework because i felt like it was too complex to continue following a meal plan or looking for recipes all over the internet um it was just something i didn't have time to do anymore and like forget one ingredient and then i can't make it so instead of using that format it's been so much more helpful for me and i've as i've experimented on what worked for me i've i found a framework that that worked whenever I was eating this way, my fat just kept melting away. That's really how it felt. Um, and, and so the framework is called the fat burning food framework and it has four parts to it. And so it starts off with protein. So you're having protein more, I call it protein more because it's usually more protein than you probably were eating before. And we really want to start with protein, you know, as a first stop. Um, and then pairing that with veggies, which I call tasty veggies. And that's where you really want to prioritize those spices. Um, because we all know we're supposed to eat veggies and vegetables and salads, but the main problem with it for many people is that they're not enjoying the taste of it. I so, hate vegetables. If I'm being oh, just okay. completely fair, I, I, like I, I eat vegetables as though I'm like, so my wife doesn't force me to take vitamins. Like that is uh -huh. basically the deal, but I eat, I look at them and I'm like, well, I have to eat this. Uh -huh. and, and I want the fiber, like I want the benefits of it, but it's very, very rare. You know, listen, you cover broccoli in melted cheese. I'll eat it all day long, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying the melted cheese, which I would enjoy without the broccoli, too. Um, <laughs> yes. you, you know what I mean? But like yeah. vegetables are tough for me. And and I uh, last year was getting woefully low amounts of fiber and had to increase that and had a rough time of it, did acclimate myself to it and now feel okay getting 40 grams of fiber naturally in my diet every day, which is quite a bit. And it's, and I'm not taking fiber pills. Um, so I do eat a lot of vegetables, but I will say that's not the part of my meals that I enjoy or look forward to. There's no point where I'm like, I can't wait to eat this giant bowl of cabbage. <laughs> See, okay, so 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 part of the thing that that you know what can what can um, start to happen is that. It, you, there is a way to start loving vegetables like this is it doesn't happen you know unless you're really eating a lot of them or unless you're really enjoying them so the first thing that i did when i it was to, to start loving vegetables was to add spices to it and so some of the spices are things like first of all salt and pepper is a basic i mean you got to have that on there. there's nothing wrong with salt if you're adding it yourself um, cause you have a lot more control over it. And then also having, um, uh, using spices like cumin, which is um, proven to, to, uh, fight belly fat and to decrease belly fat. 
Um, and then also coriander, which de-bloats because it decreases water retention. And they're both spices that are not spicy. They're very mild in flavor, but they're just adding something to it. So, you know, doing that or using um, lemon pepper, like using the, the uh, spice blend, like lemon pepper or anything but the bagel from Trader Joe's, um, you know, any of those things, putting that on your veggies, roasting them because that brings out the sweetness even more. Um, and over time, what happens is that if we're eating like that consistently, our, our gut health actually turns over and your gut starts craving more vegetables and wanting it. And so now I'm at a place where I eat my vegetables first. Like I don't feel satisfied until I've had a really large serving of vegetables. And when I don't have it, I notice I feel really hungry and I do feel lower energy. And so it's like free, it's kind of like free calories or free free filling up your, your body because it, because it has so much fiber, you're eating it and it's, it's keeping you full and satiated. So you're not craving sugar or unhealthy carbs. So it's like a preventative in that way as well. Um, and then you start to really enjoy it and it feels good in your gut. Like you can actually feel it, but this is definitely, I hear what you're saying. Cause this is the biggest challenge that the fact that it's not tasty and you're not craving it. It's like, you want to crave it. Otherwise it's a responsibility. Um, but at least you're taking, I'm with you. Like I feel better now too. Like I wouldn't listen. I think it's very easy with any of these kind of habits that you put in place that like, that's how I'm eating now. And I notice that I feel better. It would not take me long at all to go back to revert to my old ways. So it is something that I continually have to work at, but I do feel better. So that's one of the things that's keeping me going. You know, if I just felt blue, I'm not going to lie when I started increasing my fiber intake i felt like garbage for two weeks like i was like this is insane who wants to feel this way i was gassy and bloated and then i wasn't anymore i i like pushed through that and i was okay and and i do feel better now i i think that's totally correct i i'm going to try some of those spices because i still don't necessarily enjoy my vegetables Uh Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. And then like cooking it in the, you know, in a way that really that makes it a little bit sweeter because there's a natural sweetness that comes out. So, so yeah, so vegetables are really key in the fat burning food framework because you're, you're staying full with, with very high fiber foods that are very low calories. Also like a whole entire cup of broccoli is broccoli is like 35 um, calories, but it has so much, uh, so much uh, nutrition, so many vitamins, so many, uh, so much fiber. Um, And it also actually has a little protein too, which adds up if you're having more. Um, So really those two things. And then also being conscious of where your carbs are coming from. So I don't advocate no carbs or even in midlife, uh, we're finding that it's more important to have carbs. Like yes, low carb could work um, before um, and it it, it does work, but but in midlife, what happens is when you go too low carb, it affects a lot of your hormone production. And so we could see a lot more Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism or other other hormones decreasing more quickly um, because you're not eating enough. And so that's why eating more is is so important. Yeah, I think there there's a lot of uh, like I, I eat carbs. I didn't for a long time. And, and I and I just think that People should know if that's the diet they're going to do, a no or low carb diet, quite a bit of the initial loss of weight on the scale that you see is purging your system of glycogen and water. It's Mm -hmm. not like when I go on a diet, I want to burn fat. That's my goal. But we're only measuring total weight. And there's no way to know day to day, like 
how exactly how much fat did I burn yesterday versus how much water have I lost? You up your salt or down your salt, you're going to have a fluctuation in water. Carbs hold like four times the water that salt does and it stores in your muscles. So a lot of these diets, like I lost 10 pounds the first week of keto. Yeah, it was mostly water. You know, and then and then it slowed down. Yeah, because now you have no more glycogen to lose. You're not losing that water anymore. And now you're getting into just fat burning, which is a heck of a lot slower. So like those are the kind of tricky things with low carb, which I think people should be aware of. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I definitely lost fat doing low carb, but it wasn't. um it wasn't going to be something that I felt good about doing long term, and it never got me to any of the goals I wanted to get to. I just want to put that out there for people yep. because I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And it's like your body will tell you when it's not working anymore, because what often happens, especially in midlife, is that what you were doing before no longer works anymore. And if low carb was working for you, all of a sudden it's going to stop working for you. And you're not even going to have to like figure it out. You're just going to know because your body's not going to move. So at that point, it's just important to assess, OK, it's something there has to be something different that I do. And you can feel amazing again, but it's just following a different approach. So. Yeah. So healthy carbs, so and, and healthy carbs are things that don't spike your blood sugar. So the whole impact of this of this fat burning food framework is that your blood sugar is staying very low because when you're pairing foods with uh, protein and then you have veggies, that really brings your blood sugar lower for anything else that you add in. So when you add in a carb, and it's really important if you can eat your protein and your veggie first because then your blood sugar is already low and then you add in a carb and it is going to get some spikes there. And what happens when you're spiking blood sugar is that that's when your body's saying, okay, this isn't normal. Like this is not the, 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 the state that, that we want to continue in. So it takes the, it takes the sugar out and it's stored in fat cells. So you are gaining fat and that's how sugar translates to fat and carbs equal sugar. So this is that that flow. And so what's important is that if you're eating the carbs that you need, you really want to know the sources of those carbs because there's healthy carbs that are very fibrous and complex. So they're they're even more kind of advanced than than complex carbs. They have more fiber and um, versus fast burning carbs. And, you know, a couple examples of, of really great carbs are things like um, uh, like uh, kind of alternative grains. So like there is uh, things like couscous, um, millet, uh, farro, buckwheat, also eating a high fiber bread or a sprouted grain bread is great. And also lentils and beans are truly the, like it, it, what I've seen is it is really the best. So some people have, you know, certain dietary restrictions or they, they've heard that they can't have lectins, but yet the thing about beans and lentils is that they are very high fiber. They're very filling and they don't spike your blood sugar. So you're getting those carbs that your body needs, but you're not storing fat. And when you're pairing it with this protein and veggies, it's like a magic formula. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and then the final one is having healthy fats in your day um, and something really interesting, you know, I want to share and, and, and is that a lot of times we hear about healthy, healthy fats like they're like nuts, coconut oil, peanut butter. And these are things that a lot of women are eating because they are really striving to be healthy and they're doing their best. And so they're having this. But what happens with fats is it's the one food that it is very important to look at your portion sizes because yeah. it is very dense in calories. 
And so all of a sudden, by mistake, out of good intentions, you could be having a handful of nuts, but you didn't really notice how much it was. And so it ended up being like a quarter cup or a half cup of nuts. And that's going to increase your calories and your fat by like three to 400 calories, which is a significant amount of what you need in the day. And it's not going to really keep you as satiated. So, so just being conscious, I recommend having a serving of fat three times a day and a serving of fat is around 15 grams. So just being conscious of that um, and having it, what I recommend is having it at breakfast and dinner and then one snack because it really satiates you when you pair it with the protein and the veggies and at night having a healthy fat um, as part of your dinner is really going to help you sleep so much more soundly, which is another area of, of that is that many women are challenged with. I like that so much. You know, the the I think when you say healthy fats, you're talking about omega threes or f- there's some omega twelve in some of those nuts, which mm-hmm. which we get very little of. But but the American diet is so oversaturated in omega sixes and this is one of the contributors to cholesterol issues and, and and all like that. And like when we think about protein, unless we're very specifically thinking about fish, we're getting only because protein will have some fats in it too, but it's going to be all omega sixes other than fish. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like we need to have those doses of omega threes and, and quote unquote healthy fats. Um, Gosh, they can be deceptive, man. A tablespoon of olive oil has 130-ish grams or uh, uh, calories in it, 130 mm-hmm. calories in it, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, a bowl of ha- half a bowl of rice. You know what I mean? And and you didn't mention rice as one of those things because it doesn't have a lot of uh, fiber. And I love all of the recommendations you made. I think of those um, types of carbs of like, how long am I going to be full eating half a candy bar versus a can of beans? Mm-hmm. A can of beans is going to give me so much more bang for my buck than even rice. And I do eat rice. Uh, but when I'm eating it, I'm thinking like this has zero fiber in it. And this I got to pair with a bunch of vegetables or I'm going to be hungry soon. You know, yes, like you're yes. giving a lot of really great advice. Um just on on shaping the meal. Yes, yes, thank you. And it's the thing is, this is really about simplifying what we eat, but having a formula. Both of those things are really important because otherwise what happens is that it's it's easy and very common to go through the day without a plan. And then it's like wanting to be healthy and having that best intention, but then reaching for what's there at the moment. And when you don't combine your foods in the right way, you're going to eat healthy foods in isolation and it's going to keep you feeling that feeling more hungry. And so you keep adding to it because you're not, you're not yet aware of how the combining happens. So, so like, for example, like with, uh, with beans, what's really great is to try to have like a Southwest salad or a Mexican salad and have your, you have your greens, then you put beans on it. Then you put a protein, whether it's chicken, tofu, fish, um, you know, beef, whatever it is. And then you can add more veggies on it as well, because other veggies are a little more filling than just the lettuce. 
Um, and then you can actually uh, add salsa onto that because salsa is low sugar and low, lower fat. And the thing is when you're eating your foods, you wanna get your fat from strategic ways that keep you full. Like every calorie should be meaningful. It's not just like, otherwise you're just adding it and they're adding up. So if you have dressing, it's gonna taste good, but you're not gonna really be full from it. So you're just gonna need extra calories. So what I found works really well is to use salsa. And if you feel like you need a healthy fat, use half an avocado or a little bit of an avocado for a healthy fat that's actually gonna fill you up. And when you mix all that together, that is gonna create a dressing that's low sugar, optimal calories, you have what you need. Um, and you're gonna feel you're gonna also be excited by this lunch you're gonna look forward to it which is another key piece because it's has a little flavor and spice and you're looking to to that to keep you entertained versus sugar and fat and unhealthy carbs to keep you kind of excited about your meal there's other ways to to to, to be excited by your meal yeah my my uh my wife used to ask me how much olive oil are you putting on that salad and i'd say a tablespoon but i was eyeballing it you know and and like when she actually said you need to measure that it was far closer to a quarter cup and that's just a, a ton of energy that i didn't think i was consuming that i was consuming kind of mindlessly that wasn't really making me fuller because i perceived that i was dieting you know and that perception made me hungry whether i was getting enough energy or not um so yeah yeah i i i i like that you got to be careful of that that dressing can can totally turn your salad into a big mac you know yeah yeah exactly so and then it's just like looking at the framework so you know you have your your veggies tasty veggies that's why the salsa's there you want to have your healthy carb then you want to have your protein and then you could all you could either have a fat or a carb or if you want you could do both um so that's how that plays in and that's just a really easy health you know healthy way to eat um and then but it's key to to make sure that it tastes good with the with the salsa in this in this instance but like we were talking about other spices as well yeah with gals um this is something i like to ask because i have no data on it it's never gonna be a part of my life other than i'm going to experience people in my life experiencing it and i have been maybe um but perimenopause are there changes that you've made to your diet to address that specifically this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Or are yeah. you finding that this diet seems to be conducive to helping you through that? Yeah. So I have so many women that come to me that are in perimenopause or menopause and things really changed for them as they were going through it and then also going to menopause and the things that were working for them before didn't work anymore. Um, and so they were, they'd been stuck. Sometimes, sometimes they were not even happy where they were before they went into it. So it just added onto it. But some people were, were healthy and they were just stuck. So they had been, they'd been gaining what they, what, what we find is happening is women are gaining two to three pounds a year and it just keeps adding and adding. And it's, it's, it becomes quite scary because you start to, you, like, these are women that are working out, that are eating healthy, but their, their weight is just gain, is just gaining. So this, way of eating where you're focusing on your blood sugar balance, but you're also conscious of your portion sizes. That's the other piece of this that is very important. It's not only about balancing blood sugar. You have to make sure you're eating the right amount of food, meaning enough food, which is the first issue that we find that most women in perimenopause and menopause are under eating and there's no way they're going to lose weight. That's why they've been stuck. But eating what is the key? Like, how do you eat more? What more do you eat? And um, but some people are also overeating without realizing it. So once we we put them into this framework and then we show them the portions, they lose weight so systematically. Um, and we really look and make sure they're eating the right amount of fat, the right amount of protein. They're enjoying their meals, and so that happens really really quickly. For me, I have been able to you know it, it's 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 definitely where there are changes happening like. It is, this is not something that is like, even if you're really healthy, you're going to see some effects that happen. And, and so some of that is like lower energy, um, lighter sleep, um, uh, having a, having a, a weight increase, especially in the belly area. And so as I started realizing, sometimes it takes a little while to realize what's happening. Cause you're like, well, it was COVID, you know, maybe it was COVID, maybe it was this. Maybe. So you're like, what's going on. And then when you start, start doing everything, you know, what I am seeing is that it's really the other aspect to eating in this fat burning way is to build muscle and to be consciously building a lot of muscle. And so, so that's what, as I've started over the last one and a half years, I was always, always lifting. Um, but I, over COVID, I let it go away. And so that plus, you know, if you're, if you don't lip, build muscle in your forties, and even before that we're losing up to 3% of our muscle mass every year. And that's really fast. Like you're, that is a major reason that, uh, women's weight are go, is going up. Um, around this time frame, and we'll continue if you if you're not focusing on building muscle. Um, so muscle is going to help you balance your blood sugar more because there's going to be more insulin receptors there. It's also that muscle burns more calories than fat. 
So if you have more muscle in your body, you're able to eat the amount that you want and even actually eat more to really truly build muscle. And you're just going to burn that fat. So your metabolism is going up because you're bouncing your blood sugar by your food. Then you have more muscle on your body that's helping keep everything low and burning more calories. So this is literally a fat burning body when you're doing these things. So, so the thing is, you just have to be more conscious in your um, a midlife time frame that you're eating enough to support this muscle building. And that's why going back to the eating more is so critical because if you're eating less than your body needs, you will stay stuck because your body needs more to build muscle because um, your hormones are also starting to decline. So we have less testosterone, which is important for muscle building. We have less estrogen or it's fluctuating. All of that is affecting our muscle mass. So really like dialing in what you're eating and then adding in workouts. That's kind of the way that I recommend you get your food right. Cause that's 80% of what's going to, what's how you're going to see results. Then you start adding in a habit of working out, focusing on strength training. And then if you are still feeling like you need something more, then you start looking into your hormones. But these, this work around food and exercise, all natural things are actually going to balance a lot of your hormones. And then you could supplement a bit with what you may be missing. Yeah. So yes. Do you find women resistant or hesitant or apprehensive about resistance training because they think they're going to look like female bodybuilders? Because <laughs> I've had this conversation with my wife a lot where I'm like a couple times a week resistance training. It doesn't all have to be cardio. And she literally is is like, I don't want to look like that. And I'm like, you won't. I swear to God, you will not. If you started today and took all the drugs they took, it would take 15, 20 years to look like that. You're not going to look like that. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. And oh my gosh, the thing is when, so one, one, like the one thing about lifting weights, it's so hard to put on muscle like that. Like you have to be eating so much. I mean, you, you can't even like most people can't even eat that level. Um, you have to be really dialed in. It's really hard. Like once you start actually wanting to gain muscle, like for those that don't realize the benefits of it, um, you're going to see like you want it to happen faster. And so, so the thing about muscle, like li uh, building, uh, lifting weights to build muscle is that actually that's what gets like this really sexy, lean shape for women right. instead of like a bulky manly shape. It's more like a sexy, like, like smaller waist. If that's what someone thinks is sexy, I mean, everyone has their own own views, but you will decrease your waist from where it is. Your arms will become leaner. Your thighs are going to become stronger and like your butt is going to be there, you know? And so, so it's actually like, yes, this look that is great. And you have, you can't do that just by cardio because all that is, is like getting the fat down. And then you kind of could have that like skinny fat look or like weak look. And, you know, what's really great for us is to be strong and sexy and lean. That's the healthiest way to be as well. So um, and, and building muscle is going to help to really fight off a lot of things that happen in our older age um, from, you know, just just like from uh, like heart related, blood pressure related. So many of that is going to going to just be so much less because we have that muscle that's protecting us. So, so yeah, so I do hear that from so many women, um, that they are afraid of that. And so I just, you know, the, 
it's just about education, but it's also yeah. about like what people can look like when they start adding it, then that kind of like gets you excited. Um, but the key really is nutrition first and building that on. And if you even only working out twice a week with weights, like a one upper body day and one lower body or one lower body and one total body, because you really want to get that lower body because that has some of the biggest muscles, like your, your glutes, your thighs, overall legs. So when you're building muscle in certain areas, it's not like localized to that area. You don't have the benefits only in that area. If you build like your, your glutes are really getting strong, you're going to actually burn more fat in your stomach because you have more muscle on your body. And, and so it's just going to work together with where your weight is, is, is ready to go first. And when you pair this with a blood sugar balancing way of eating, like I'm sharing, it's pretty shocking, but your like weight will come off from our waist first instead of last, which is usually kind of the, the thing that happens. It feels like there's that stubborn belly fat, but it actually just comes down. And as I started adding more of strength training to my regimen, which I always had before COVID, but kind of like didn't, wasn't optimal during that time. Um, all of that, that belly fat that had started to collect, it actually flattened out again from the, from the lifting. Yeah. And, and so, and it was, and, and a little bit of cardio too, but mainly lifting. There's, there's so much data on how necessary muscle masses and lean tissue are for later on in life, like how your, your, not only your lifespan, but, but your quality of life, like both of those things, um, kind of are correlated to the amount of muscle mass you go into those years. And, and this has been one of my huge concerns for a long time with, with the way we diet in America and, and. I have anecdotal information on this. I have scientific information on this, but like my experience um, was I, I became obsessed with DEXA scans 15 years ago and mm -hmm. I would go and get my body scanned and look at how much weight I was losing. And I was doing a relatively high ish protein diet, but I was doing zero resistance training. It was all cardio. And I was losing 40% lean tissue. Every time I got the DEXA scan, 40% lean tissue. And when I thought about the way I had dieted for so long, which was all crash diets where I would lose a ton of weight really fast with zero attention on resistance training and protein, I, I, I would posit that I was always losing 40% lean tissue. But the problem was when I'd gain the weight back, I was not putting back on 40% lean tissue. I was mm -hmm. putting on almost total body fat. So mm -hmm. what would happen over time with these kind of yo-yo diets is I would get progressively fatter, but you know, my weight, if we did a stat would be roughly the same. Let's say I was 400 pounds. If over years I maintained an average of 400 pounds, but because I dropped low, losing lean tissue, my body fat percentage was actually going up at that rate. And I think it's doubly important for women to know this because they diet like that quite a bit. I, I have a wife and daughters and they have lots of friends and I witnessed this, this uh, mm -hmm. pattern of, and my uh, attempt, my appeal to them is, okay, you're going to do the diet you're going to do. You're going to do the crazy diet, get more protein, do some resistance training, you know, because you want to mitigate that lean tissue loss as much as possible. 
Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's working against you actually to, uh, to only do cardio because yeah, you're losing numbers. You're losing it on the scale, but it's a lot of it is also from muscle, which is, and, and this is this, if, if there's any proof, like if you're doing cardio and you don't go to the gym for a week because you had a vacation or because something happened, you're going to see from people that have like a regular metabolism, um, you're going to see that that weight starts to come right back on because you don't actually have a body. You don't have a strong body. You don't have your, your, you haven't changed your body composition. You've just decreased a lot of things in it, including your muscles. So that weight is going to come back on. Now, if you've been lifting, it's so much more long-term because you could take like a six month break. I mean, it's going to start coming down at some point. It's going to start coming down a little bit during that time. But if you were to even like, say like, let's say three months, you could be the same as where you were. And it could even happen for six months because muscle, you have so much more muscle. So it's still increasing your metabolism and it doesn't just go away as quickly. Um, so you've actually created this fat burning body that is resistant to weight gain and to so many other things as well. So, yeah, I mean, and, and actually what you're talking about is kind of similar to like the weight loss drugs, like Ozempic, for example, yeah. where, you know, where you, you are the, the way that it works, the mechanism is that it keeps your, you less hungry. So, so that's how it's working. You're just eating less. You're just, yeah, you're eating less. Like you're tricking yourself. Your biology has changed that you're not craving food. So as a result, you are going to lose weight because you're not eating as much, but that mechanism can be achieved, first of all, from real food. As we talked about with the fat burning food framework, you're gonna feel satiated. You're not gonna feel like you need to eat unhealthy additional food. And, but the other thing is that as you're losing weight on Ozempic um, or the other weight loss drugs, it actually decreases your muscle mass. Like a lot of it is going down. You're losing muscle and you're losing fat. So that's why when people get off of it, they put that weight back on right away. And actually their metabolism is lower because they put back on fat, just like you mentioned happened. So it's working against people. So I really feel like, uh, you know, share, like, like educating there. You have to think of the, the effects of what it's doing to your body. And it sounds great for now. And for some people, it could be very helpful. But, um, but to actually be like disintegrating your muscle mass is going to lower your metabolism for the long term. It's not the direction of, of really sustainable weight loss. Yeah, I think doctors should bring that up and and like have some kind of plan because you you can mitigate that muscle loss with protein and resistance training. I don't know that I don't know that on any diet where you go to like really low caloric intakes that you're not going to lose some. Even bodybuilders are going to lose and they they're on drugs. They're going to lose some lean tissue when they get super super lean. A little bit. Yes. Um but like if you if you eat enough protein and you do some resistance, by the way, like you said, does not take a lot just to preserve lean tissue is not hard. It's yeah. not like you're in there killing yourself in the gym. It just yeah. you just need to, like, have your body tell your muscle. We need you. You can't we can't use you as fuel. We need you to survive because your body does. Your body's kind of a very advanced, dumb machine. It doesn't know you're in the gym. It thinks yeah. you're doing everything you're doing to survive. So you lift yeah. some weights, your body goes, oh, this muscle was part of our routine. We can't get rid of it. So now the muscle stays. And and like, yeah, the it's, for me, the weight loss drugs are are really no better. They're just an easier version of some kind of like a crash diet. And yeah. there are ways to 
make them more ideal if you get your protein up and resistance trained. But like I, I, I suspect the majority of people, you know, look, it's one thing if you're 500 pounds, you've tried dieting, nothing's working. Yeah. Okay. Get on a drug. That's going to take that weight way down. Fine. But if you're trying to lose the same 40 pounds and you hop on Ozempic. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And you've done yo-yo diets in the past. You got to be prepared for that weight to come right back and doing some resistance training and eating some more chicken breasts or salmon fillets is probably going to be beneficial. Yes. Yes. Doing it in the right way. You know, definitely learning the habits because it can end like it will end. So, but if you're creating those habits of eating the right way and building your muscle, then yeah, it could be, it could be an acceleration, you know, if you do that work. And yeah. then you also feel that you are satiated when you're not on that. And it's just really learning and educating yourself. So, yeah. Do you find gals, you are primarily focused at girls, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Or do you training dudes too? No, just women. Just women. Yeah. Do you, do you find that when they go from whatever their standard American diet is, or I, I don't know, Western diet, um, to eating more of these whole foods, they feel quite a bit better. Oh, yes, absolutely. That is such a quick benefit where it's like their energy skyrockets. So the first thing that happens is that they start being able to sleep better. They have more energy during the day. I mean, a lot of times we're not realizing how much um, affect the food that we have has on our energy, because if it's quickly giving you a blood sugar spike and then it's bringing it down very quickly, that's what causes those, those sugar crashes where you feel really tired. And this doesn't only happen from sweets. 
Like sugar is in so many non-sweet foods that are even that we even think of as healthy. And so it's really knowing, okay, what is going to spike my blood sugar or not? I don't want to have these these um, these huge spikes and crashes because when you're eating in an even way all day, like you don't have that 2 p.m. slump. I mean, you get three more hours of productivity, you know, often for for compared to people that usually have slumps. Um, also, when you wake up, you wake up awake versus like waking up saying, I want to go right back to sleep. And that can easily happen in midlife with the change in cortisol that many women have. So you have that energy, you feel, you know, you feel more positive because we've also seen that foods um, that are healthier for you, like veg vegetables and protein, they actually have a gut, there's a gut, gut uh, brain connection. And so when you're eating foods that quickly digest in an unhealthy way, you're actually, it actually creates more depression oppressive thoughts. And, and so it's even the mental health aspect of it that's, that is uh, affected by, by what we eat. So, you know, weight is definitely kind of like the reason that a lot of people want to get started, but it's also, it's not just numbers on the scale. It's more about feeling better, having more energy. Um, also, for example, you know, if you're taking a hike and you have 20 to 40 pounds extra, it's like you're carrying a 20 or 40 pound backpack with you when you're hiking. And that's going to create, you know, it's not going to be as much fun because if you were lighter, you could do more, you would feel better about it. Um, so, so yeah, there's so many additional benefits. And then of course, there's a lot of women that I help now that are in their sixties and seventies and have quite a bit of medical, um, issues from like, say blood pressure, blood sugar, um, cholesterol. And so you're fixing all of that when you're eating the right way, because you're, you're, all of those levels are coming down. You're, you're normalizing everything. And that brings years to, to our lives to eat like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, some of your advice to heart and really try to mess around with some more spices and actually make my veggies enjoyable. I think that I've been just, just, uh, you know, biting the bullet and getting through them. And I, I actually have a, um, a chef friend named Elon Hall who is not vegan, but has opened vegan restaurants. And when I asked him like, why are you doing that? You eat meat. He said like, I can do, he, he basically his position is vegetables are so much more versatile. Like you have a, a steak, a steak is a steak is a steak is a steak. It doesn't become something else, but he, he can take, you know, a beet and turn it into a noodle or, you know, make it into a tartare or have it be a salad. And and that is interesting. It takes a little bit of creativity, I think. But like, I, I think he's right. Like you can take all these vegetables and add some spice and some lemon and some acid and and make them into something more interesting. I'm just being lazy about it. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing about spices is that you can be lazy because you don't have to like combine so many things or chop so many things. You just sprinkle some on. And, uh, you know, one of the easiest ways to start with spices is to for those that like, you know, um, having coffee or tea in the morning um, or fruit is to add cinnamon to your coffee or tea or over your fruit because cinnamon helps you decrease blood sugar directly. And it also gives you that sweetness. So what's happening is that you're storing less fat when you add cinnamon to your coffee or to your tea versus adding, of course, sugar, um, but even artificial sweeteners will cause your body to crave more sugar. And even natural sweeteners like say monk fruit or honey, monk fruit is a little better, um, but honey is still going to 
uh, elevate your blood sugar. And so, you know, um, but when you have cinnamon, it actually lowers your blood sugar. So it's like counteracting. You're just in the best situation possible. So, you know, adding, uh, um, adding, uh, uh, that also adding turmeric to your eggs, um, because turmeric is anti-inflammatory. And so it's reducing the puffiness in our face. It's reducing puffiness that could be in our, that are, that is in our belly. Um, also helping, of course, with joint pain. And then you combine that with a little bit of black pepper because that really activates the absorption. Right. Um, so that's another great one, turmeric. It's a very mild spice. It's just bright yellow. That's why it's great with eggs. I'm um, thinking, no, I'm literally thinking about that and thinking, wow, the eggs are going to look so healthy. You know, you get the healthy eggs and the, the yolk is like bright yellow versus the pallid ones that most of our supermarkets yes. carry. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, so definitely doing that. And then it's like, you feel so good because you, you know, you kind of want to eat those healthier protein, more eggs, like they're giving you that protein. Um, and then also using something like for those that like spice, um, something like cayenne pepper, and you could sprinkle that on your vegetables, or you could even sprinkle that, um, you know, really, really pretty much on your on any of your proteins, like whether it's any meat, any shrimp, just whatever that is, sprinkle that on and then cayenne pepper, what it does because of the compound capsation, it's going to that that creates more calorie burning, like and you could feel it if you're not somebody that usually eats spicy food, and you eat it, you're going to feel like you're going to start sweating a little bit. So you know, something's happening. Yeah. And for those people that do eat spice already, like me, it's just adding more of it, but then also adding the other things and always staying focused on the food that you're adding it on to, but like making, have, making it fun with these spices. Yeah. That's amazing. This has been a fun conversation. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. And now for the Q&A. Here is a question for you from Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris asks, do you ever have days where you just don't want to go to the gym? And if so, what do you do? Or are you so into it now that you never feel that way? I'm still struggling with making myself go consistently. I wonder if I will ever not struggle with that. Thank you. Chris, dude, I don't want to go to the gym all the fucking time. All Wait, the time. I'm surprised to hear that myself because I did not know that. All the time. I, I, I would say 50% of the time, I do not want to go to the gym. I would say, you know, maybe I'm clinically depressed. I don't know. 50% of the time, I, I wake up and think like, I just want to lay in bed all day. Um, since I was uh, super indulgent with myself, they've created streaming television. They've created apps that deliver food to your house. This seems like such a like a blissful existence of like, you know, I, I wake up some days and just think like, got to get an Xbox and sit here. I want to sit in my room all day playing Xbox the way I did when I was a teenager, like and order pizza and fucking dip my pizza in ranch dressing. Do you know people do that? Like that sounds incredible. And maybe a little Tabasco all the time doing something enough and having it make me feel better is what I think about when I wake up and think, I don't want to do that today. Now there's different things that come into it too. Like if I 
have an excruciatingly hard day at work. Sometimes I work 15 hours in a day and sometimes it's very physical. And sometimes I don't get enough sleep because I have to be back at work. So there are certainly days when I have to like really be honest with myself is getting less sleep today so that I can get to the gym and put myself through something physical when I have work. And there will be occasional days where I'm like, no, it's actually better for me to sleep. But that's not quite the same as waking up on a Saturday when I have nothing to do. I've gotten a perfectly fine night's sleep and going like, I want to just order Postmates and watch TV all day or play a video game, which I'm not allowed to have in my house um, because Brandy banned them 15 years ago or even more like maybe 18 years ago, she banned them. Um, did I ever tell you the story of how video games got banned? No. I was doing a movie called Mr. Woodcock with Billy Bob Thornton and Sean William Scott and Susan Sarandon. And this was back when movie studios had so much money. They don't have as much money unless you're like Marvel and Sony. But all the movie studios had a lot of money. And so like you would get these huge, these not huge, but you'd get these gifts. Like I got a basket to start that movie that had like trips to the, to the, you know, St. Regis in Laguna beach and uh, bottles of wine, which I don't drink and gave to my wife and, and, and uh, an Xbox and a hundred Xbox video games. Like this was just waiting for me in my trailer. And one day during shooting that movie, um, I got off, I, 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 you know, you go back to your trailer in between scenes and I go back to my trailer and I start playing a video game and then they come and they say, Hey, we're, we're scrapping that next senior and you can go home. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I keep playing the video game and like kind of cut to, I, I play the video game all night and they come back to work and say like you're still here well it's time to go to hair and makeup and i'm like holy fuck and i call brandy and she's like um you didn't come home last night because you sat in your trailer and played a video game all night in some fucking weird parking lot in pasadena that video game is never coming into this house and you're now video games are banned because that's the kind of like degenerate addict I am. Um, and so I'm not allowed to play video games. But you don't think there's like, you know, there's this new video game. I don't even know what it's called, but I saw like a weird preview for it where it's just the universe and there's thousands of planets you can travel to. And each one has unique uh I don't want to call them people because they're aliens, but like uh, unique humanoid type things. And there's wars on some planets and other planets are super peaceful. Like that sounds fucking awesome. That sounds like um, Ready Player One, like the beginning of Ready. You don't think I want to do that and just eat cheeseburgers all day, all the time, all the time. I suppose there was a period of my life when I was a little kid where I didn't brush my teeth unless my mom told me to. And she told me to enough that I then just brush my teeth. And there are, I can't say there are many days where I wake up and don't want to brush my teeth, but sometimes <laughs> it's a chore. Sometimes it's like, oh God, I have to do this fucking thing every day. That's what going to the gym is. 
after a while, that's just what I do. And there are plenty of days I don't want to do it. But the days where the little voice telling me not to do it didn't win led to this point where it's where that little voice gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so even if I don't want to go, that little voice is so insignificant that I can kick it in the teeth and say, shut the fuck up. You bad influence you and just go get it done. And and I know I'm going to feel better if you're going to the gym and you're hurting yourself to the point where you don't feel better at the end. Don't do that. Find something that makes you feel better. And so that will make it easier. Um, maybe you're a tennis person or a pickleball person or, um, you know, I don't know w- what it is. Or, you know, you've got bad form and you're hurting yourself when you lift weights. Find some YouTube videos. Find a routine that you don't mind doing that makes you feel better and proceed. Yeah. Awesome. Love that. That is helpful. Every time you answer one of the listeners' questions, I get something from it too. So thank you to everybody who sends their questions in. Please send us more. You can email them anytime, day or night. Hello at AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. <laughs>